Welcome to the Shilling Toastmasters podcast. We come to you weekly from Shilling Speakers Toastmasters Club. An online club with global membership in District 91 in the UK. Welcome to the Shilling Toastmasters podcast. This week, you have me, Philippa Gray, and... Me, Violetta Saladine. And we have a very special guest, Gerald Mannix. Hello, good evening, everybody. And we don't have um, Paul Lomani uh, today, so Paul, we will miss you. First, we will start, as always, with our big thoughts. So, Violetta, what was your big thought? This week, uh, I was thinking a lot about uh, Toastmasters and the pathway, because I am finishing my first pathway presentation mastery, and I was actually reflecting on it. So um, most of my thoughts were all around it when I started to be a Toastmaster nearly three years ago. And when I delivered my first speech, uh, the icebreaker, I still remember how confident I was. I thought there would be no problem for me, but then happened everything on the contrary, because uh, my palms started to sweat and my heart started to pound crazily, and I forgot my words, and tension increased every second, and I thought it will swallow me. Then I somehow managed to calm down, and then I said, I practiced so many times, so many times. I must do it, and I will do it, and I did. All week I was reflecting because I was crafting my, my final speech of the pathway, and um, I also recall how it was nice and beneficial to have a mentor and that um, Toastmasters mentoring program, how much benefit I got from it. My mentor also helped to understand both my strengths and weaknesses and where I needed to improve. He also drew me a plan how to get to the goal where I wanted to be. And I followed that plan diligently did my homework practice my skills and here i am already at the end of the pathway i believe that this is only one part of my journey is finished but not all the journey i think uh, in public speaking there are so many things that you can polish and excel in that uh, one pathway and two and a half years is not enough i am um, determined to go further in my journey of public speaking and to be the best I can be. That's where my thoughts this week. Back to you, Philippa. Thank you, Violetta. I can't believe you've only been a Toastmaster for three years. I hear you speak. I thought you'd got years and years behind you. So you've certainly made the most of all that learning opportunity. My big thought this week, leadership. Now, way, way back, and I used to have a real, ooh, I used to see myself as completely lacking in leadership skills and feel really bad about it. And then I read a definition that leadership is doing the right thing at the right time. And, you know, I've read other ideas, other definitions of leadership since then, but I don't think I've come across anything that's better than that. 
it certainly gave me hope at the time. I realized, although I wasn't the person who could step to the front and persuade people to follow me in horrendous circumstances, I was quite good at doing the right thing at the right time. So I focused on that. And I'm not sure that anybody else has seen that definition, come across it, or if they have, have they remembered it? Because there seem to be a lot of people around who think leadership is A, the only way to be, being a leader, and B, it's always about being out front, persuading people to do it your way. And I think the world would be a much happier place if everybody was prepared to take a back seat, let somebody else choose the path, let someone else doing the inspiration, back them up if you think they are doing the right thing, would give everybody a chance to sort of sit back a bit, reduce the stress on them. And so that is my big thought. Leadership is doing the right thing at the right time. Stay with us, listeners, for part two, where we have our special guest. Welcome back. This is part two of the Shilling Toastmasters podcast. Over to you, Violetta. Would you like to introduce our guest? Dear listeners, today in our interview part of the podcast, we have a special guest. And our special guest is past district director in Toastmasters for District 71. He has been a member of the past 14 years serving of those years on district duties from area director right through to district director in 2020-2021. He has been retired for the past five years from a career spanning 47 years in dentistry. He worked his own private surgery in Trilling, County Kerry, in the southwest of Ireland. He has three children with two very adorable, busy boys as grandchildren. He enjoys many outlets, such as gardening, walking, fishing, photography, occasional golf, cooking, and travel. Please meet our guest, Gerald Mannix. Welcome, Gerald, to our podcast. Thank you very much indeed, Violet. It's a pleasure to be with you and Philippa. Gerard, you have a tremendous and very nice career throughout your life, and you've been in Toastmasters for over 14 years. Could you share with our listeners, what was the reason you joined Toastmasters? There are a couple of reasons with regard to that, actually, Violetta. I would assume myself always to be a shy person. And, you know, reluctant to, we'll say, talk up at a meeting or give my voice in different situations was appropriate. I felt myself a little bit inadequate to do that or not confident. And one time a friend of mine suggested, Gerard, do you may like to go to Toastmasters? I think you'd enjoy it very much. Whether he realized that I was bit too quiet or whatever, I'm not quite sure. But from the time that friend suggested it, 
10 years elapsed till I first went in at Toastmaster door. But I have no regrets. Actually, there's a story with regard to the Toastmaster story and I getting there. I was attending another meeting in Killarney where my club is. And um, the guest greeter was just at the top of the stairs welcoming people. So as I went into the meeting, this lady invited me over to say, hello, how are you? And told me that they had a Toastmaster meeting there and that it happens every fortnight. I said, I'll be with you in two weeks time. Yeah. And <laughs> so wasn't that encouraging? I think it was encouraging that. I've always learned how important it is to have a guest greeter. Yes, I do believe that as well. It is because uh, if you meet the guests, then they feel much more comfortable and then they feel invited. And then they say, oh, there are a bunch of lovely people. Why shouldn't I join Toastmasters? Of course I should. I think also as people come into a building, they may not be going to their Toastmaster meeting, but it's nice that the members are greeted by, by the guest group. But for strangers, I think a lot of people have this impression about Toastmasters. We're a little bit on the side of eccentric or that we're doing different things, etc. But we're not real human beings. Yes, some of my friends make me feel it's a very sort of niche activity. But I thought when I joined Toastmasters, it was just, I'd just acquire another skill that would be useful. But actually, I find I just love the process of creating a speech. That is one aspect I like, and with the background that I've had for the past six years, I was very much in leadership, and it kind of robbed me of my time to make speeches because I was very involved in, let's say, leadership or whatever went with that. Uh, the other aspect is what it has given me is not alone to speak in public, where a lot of people fear or are afraid about it, of the consequences of what happen but uh, what it has given me is almost also I can feel it myself a greater warmth for one-to-one -one communication people which we don't talk about in postmasters but you know it's very difficult for some people to say no I don't want to do that today I might do it tomorrow or something of that nature you know just to either accept something or say no I'm not ready for that And uh, during all these years, um, could you tell us, please, um, what was the biggest challenge in Toastmasters that you have experienced? Oh, Violet, that will never leave my head and my physique and my spirit. I think it was COVID to happen in April of 2020. I was Program Quality Director. And we had to move from our conference from in-person to the cancelled conference, and it was to be moved online. So we had eight semifinals and four finals, all to be done. No Zoom experience by a lot of people. You know, it was all a learning curve. Oh, but my goodness, the Lord, I think, was great to me. I was blessed to get some people um, that were really exceptionally talented 
at the mechanics of the online platform and also some wonderful people. They were almost as good as a television presenter. Some of them that chaired some of the contests. I really was proud of them. Then I presume I graduated then on the 1st of July into being district director. And I felt, oh my goodness, what would I do? I'm the chairperson of the district leadership team. How are we going to muster people? How are we going to mind them, encourage them, and keep all the members on board? <laughs> With regard to that, you know, I had a great team of six other members on the district leadership team. And what I really felt was that we needed to visit. We split up the whole territory of the district into for different people to visit as many clubs as that they were amenable and able to get to, to just give our presence as leadership that we were there thinking about them and supporting them in whatever way they wish to, and also recognizing them and seeing it. Because as it so went on to about September of that year, <clears throat> a lot of people, more especially rural than in urban areas, didn't like the online platform at all at all whatsoever. They missed the social aspect of it, of meeting in Toastmasters. It was a way of getting out, changing their routine, meeting other people and expressing themselves also, rather than just speaking to a dot on the screen. You know, it was. I think that was that was my most um, what should I say challenging thing. I suppose also the one aspect that I did have, and I remember reading it as far as I know, I think it was Australia, where they described that a couple of clubs there had an outbreak in their Toastmaster clubs of all the members. It was two or three clubs, and honestly, I thought, oh my goodness, that reached the papers or publicity, it would be a very poor mark. Members were anxious to get back and they were contacting me quite reasonably frequently to say, oh, we just need to get back. Our members don't want to come online. You know, we look, it's kind of safe and all that. But I had to just be very careful. The recommendation of Toastmasters, the health authorities locally, except in different districts. So that thankfully, and fingers crossed, there was nobody sick that I know of or whatsoever from COVID in our Toastmasters. Wow, that was really stressful for you, I can say. And to, to manage all this situation, it was, it was a big, you know, big I, challenge. I, I, and I'm not boasting at all. I found it, it needed an inner calmness to do it, actually, rather than being stressed out or these people driving me crazy, you know. I just had yeah. to reassure them, be patient, and it will go away, you know, and oh my goodness, did I have any too? And it would go away, but I had to be just reassuring with regard to that. And thankfully, people reluctantly stood by the online and kept themselves safely. That's great, that's great. Uh, Jared, I would like to ask you, you told that uh, you enjoy many outlets, such as gardening, walking, fishing, photography, and occasional golf, and also cooking and travel. What do you enjoy most of this outlet? I enjoy them all, Violetta, but I don't get enough time to get around to all of them. I could be just addicted to each one of them. 
Uh, I would presume that I'm in catch-up on my garden background because with Toastmasters, I spent many hours on the laptop, etc., and doing other internal things and looking out of the sun more than well, another sun worshipper. We're looking out of the fine days and seeing the weeds growing taller by the hour. And, um, you know, that did not give me any great satisfaction. So I'm just kind of projecting to do the garden. I have about 10 or 12 different vegetables growing this year now. So they're all thriving. But the hot weather, they need some water also. So I'm kind of sneakily hosing them every once in a while. So gardening is number one. Uh, I do fishing mainly in the summertime where I go to sea and some of us may, you know, hire out a boat or join other groups that have hired to go fishing and we go deep sea fishing. It's something that I've done for the past 30, 40 years and really enjoyed that kind of day out. I think the last thing I would ever like to have or to own in my life is a boat because I think it's the greatest nuisance that you can ever have, but they're incredibly enjoyable. Yeah. And the other odd thing then is that I like, I love golf and oh goodness me, I got a fall in January of 2021 while I was district director and I broke my neck so that oh. I had a brace around my neck for three months or so. And that has restricted me or made me, well, I'm not restricted, but I, I need to be just careful with regard to golf. So some of the others, then the other... Um, Cooking, I'm a traditional cooker, you know. I don't do any of the very mod stuff or different cuisines and stuff like that. I like making apple pies, roast beef, lamb, stuff like that. You know, boring, I suppose, to a lot of people. Great, great. Uh, you already made my stomach crumble. <laughs> and finally, I would like uh, to ask, what could you advise Toastmasters? I'm not going to do any analysis of District 71. It's the district that I'm most intimate with, having spent time with it and still with it. And I feel that there's been, there's been a loss of membership and a non-renewal due to the COVID. Some clubs that began in 2018-19 are gone much lower than their chart figure of 20. They're gone to maybe 9, 12 or whatever. But I will say to my colleagues in leadership and in clubs, etc. just give it time. There's a great new amount of green shoots coming in Toastmasters. And it isn't that we welcome all ages, but the profile that I've experienced in the last six to nine months where between September and December, there were six new members to our club and all kind of under the age of 35 years. So that's just one sample of what it will be. It's going to take three or four years for the whole thing to mellow down or to mellow out or whatever. Also, I feel that we're into an age now where online is here, I think, to stay. And I say it reluctantly because it gives us, and it gave us a great ability to communicate and hold our meetings during the COVID era. But with regard to the quality of speaking uh, to an audience and comparing it to being at the conference in Liverpool, you know, having 
both judges in the room having the contestants in the room laid a great in, in, emphasis of intimacy the whole occasion. So I feel that I think people are still in the latter end of time and in the practice of uh, communication and public speaking, people are going to get far more benefit from uh, in-person meetings rather than online. But then again, marketing, new technology, et cetera, will take people to the screen. Thank you, Jared. And thank you for coming to our podcast today and sharing your thoughts and ideas with our listeners and with us. You're more than welcome. Thank you both ladies, Violetta and Philippa. It was an honor for me to be with you this afternoon. Bye-bye. Thank you, Gerard. It was delightful to have you. Thank you. So listeners, that is the end of part two. Stay with us for part three when Violetta will be on her soapbox. Welcome back to part three. This week, Violetta is on the soapbox. So here is your soapbox, Violetta. We've set it up in the corner of the park. Up you step and see if you can hold an audience. <laughs> Thank you, Philippa. Thank you. <laughs> Mike is a brilliant employee. He has been working in the company for five years, and the managers knew he was a strong performer. Why wasn't that enough to land him a promotion? In high-performing organizations, at certain levels, everyone is exceptional. To clearly differentiate your values and what you bring to the table, you need to do more then have a good reputation. You need to have an outstanding personal brand. So, dear listeners, in the digital age, personal branding has become increasingly important. According to Marigold's research, 77% of marketing professionals in the UK said that a strong brand is vital. Market Splash states that in 2023, 85% of U.S. recruiters and HR professionals say that, the, that employees' online reputation influences their hiring decisions. The first impression you make, the relationships you form with managers and peers, and how you communicate, all of these things impact how others see you. So today, listeners, I would love to share with you what personal branding is and three reasons why it is important. So let's explore. Personal branding is a reflection of who you are, what you stand for, and what you can offer to the world. Your personal brand is much more intentional. It is how you want people to see you. It is about visibility and the values that you outwardly represent. 
Personal branding has become essential for anyone looking to establish themselves as a specialist or an expert and gain success in that field. Now let's explore three key reasons why personal branding is important. The first, differentiation. In a world where everyone is competing for attention, having a strong personal brand can help you stand out from the crowd. It helps to differentiate yourself from others in your industry and highlight your unique skills and abilities. For example, in the world of public speaking, there are inspirational and motivational speakers, entertainers, comedians, and many more. And if we compare, for example, Jordan Peterson, a Canadian, a clinical psychologist, professor, and public lecturer, with Richard Branson, the founder of the Virgin Group, high-loading adventurer and thrill-seeker, we can really see that they are both public speakers, but have its own niche, and they are very different. The second reason is credibility. When you have a strong personal brand, you build credibility and trust with others by showcasing your skills, experience, and achievements, you can establish yourself as a credible and trustworthy professional in your industry. Public speaking gives you a chance to tell a story and share your expertise with an interesting audience. Besides, when you speak with confidence and enthusiasm, when you inject life into your work, and let your personality reveal itself in your presentation. You exhibit your personal brand. As David J.P. Phillips, an international speaker, author, and coach once said, the story you share is who you become. Other human beings will know you through the stories that you share. And the third reason is control. Personal branding allows you to take control of your reputation and how you are perceived by others. By developing a strong personal brand, you can control the narrative around your skills, experience, and achievement. This is particularly important in today's digital age, where people screen individuals online before deciding to work with them. By having a strong personal brand, you can ensure that your online presence accurately reflects your expertise and values. Here I will quote again David J.P. Phillips, who said, You are a product yourself. So when you share a story, choose a story that reflects who you are. And in conclusion, personal brand is a reflection of who you are, what you stand for, and what you can offer to the world. It is a critical component of your success in today's world. By focusing on your personal brand, you can firstly differentiate yourself from others, 
Secondly, build credibility and trust. And thirdly, take control of how you are perceived by others. Finally, I encourage you, dear listeners, to create your personal brand and take the first step forward, building a successful future. Back to you, Philippa. Thank you, Violetta. That was a very useful reminder of just how important it is to be in control and how a personal brand is very much part of that uh, process. I shall be listening to the podcast myself, uh, taking notes. Thank you again, Violetta. That's the end of this week's podcast, listeners. Thank you for listening. And it's goodbye from me, Philippa Gray. And me, Violetta Saladiene. And me, Jared Thanks for being guests. That's it for today from the Shilling Toastmasters podcast. Thank you for listening. Please subscribe and share with your friends.